This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him as we broadcast you out of Jacksonville, Florida here at the end of March. So excited to be here. So excited for you to hear about another amazing ministry here in Jacksonville. But before we get to our incredible guests, we'd like for you to sign up and join our podcast. Martha, our, our contest for this month is running out. That's exactly right. So go to our website, iworkforhim.com. And on our Listen podcast page, you can see all of the different podcast platforms that we um, replay our show on. You can download our podcast and listen to them at your convenience whenever you want. Um, but if you sign up and subscribe to um, our podcast on whatever your favorite platform is, then go to social media, either Facebook or Instagram, and hashtag us. Then we will know that you've subscribed and you will be entered to win 250 customized pocket testaments. And so we're very excited about that. When you go to the social media and you say you became a subscriber, hashtag Pocket Testament League and I work for him subscriber. And then we will be able to select a winner from those to get the 250 customized pocket testaments. And it's not that we're asking you to listen to every podcast, but we would love for you to do this, whether you are a podcast listener every day or not, we would love it will help us get more sponsors for the show the more podcast subscribers that we have. So this is this is going to help you get some customized pocket testaments in order to be able to and we'll we can maybe even come up with a really cool pun. We could try the pun on the front. If, if, depending on what they're looking for. We that's if right. they want us to get involved in their customizing, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, but Molly Yoder at the pocket testament. They've got great really, people at the yeah, pocket right. testament that work on customization and most importantly we're going to be getting more content into your hands as you are listening to these podcasts. That's right. Um, and learning more about connecting your faith and your work. Love for you to connect with us online. I work for him.com. That's I work the number four him.com. But thank you for tuning in all over Tampa Bay, all over the first coast and all over Hampton roads. We're just so excited that you're here today. You know, what's really interesting is that as I was raised up as a Christ follower in the church, I was taught that business is business and church is church. They have nothing to do with each other. In fact, go out and make a lot of money, bring money into the church. Let the church do the ministry. You know what the problem with that is? It wasn't scriptural, but that's okay. I didn't learn that till later on in life, but you're learning now because you're listening to I Work For Him. Today, we're going to highlight the story of two ministries working together to solve problems that their community has having to do with work. We've got many time guests on the show, Leah Huey with Better Together US. She recently hosted a show along with Dr. Tammy McLafferty back on Valentine's Day. We brought her back to highlight more about her ministry. And she's got a very special guest. She'll introduce us. But Leah Huey with Better Together US, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks for having me. Excited to be back. BetterTogetherUS.org. Last time you were on the air with us talking just about your the ministry, it had a different name. Why the change? Yes, we were founded as Flourish Now and decided about two years in to check in with some frequent customers, essentially, and see how they were reacting to the name. And we got a lot of feedback, particularly in our original program, which is a foster prevention ministry that Lord willing will be bringing to Jacksonville later 2019, early 2020, that it just didn't resonate with them um, because as parents were placing children in the program, the name Flourish Now would imply that just instantaneously 
their lives just improve. Mm -hmm. And instead, what we've learned with compassion as you are co-suffering alongside people is that it's a long journey and it's a long commitment. So instead of just saying flourish now and you'll be fine, we decided to change the name to <laughs> something. Exactly. Which is a video. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I'm making wild hand gestures. Imagine them at home. Um, but instead of that, we wanted a name that encapsulated the fact that we would truly co-suffer. You know that we would empathize, that we would walk the long walk next to the people we served, and that it wouldn't just be us. But we would be bringing the church, we would be bringing the business community, we would be bringing nonprofits along because truly we are all better together. And so it, it signifies that cohesion and that we're all in this together. You're not alone. We're not leaving you. Mm. This is not just some instantaneous transaction, but this is a commitment we're making on the soul level to support you and then bring all of these other awesome people to support you as well. But it's still about flourishing. It is, is still about God flourishing. Intended. Absolutely. It's okay. just, it's, it's an investment in the long term um, and a, more of a recognition that we're not doing this work alone. We do it with the power of churches and nonprofits and businesses. And so truly, all of us are working toward human flourishing and human dignity together. You know, when I, when I hear flour, uh, better together, I, for some reason, think about um, people locking arms yeah. you know, and being there together and the, the strength, you know, the whole... Red Rover, Red Rover, you know, the strength of, yeah. you know, being tied together. Leah's in that kind of young. She probably doesn't know about the Red oh, Rover. Oh, no, thing. I know Red yeah. Rover. Okay, all right. Just hey, I recessed. But it was dangerous on the recess. Oh, I know. You know yeah, so. it's an elbow in the nose waiting <laughs> they, to happen. They, they now probably, they probably don't let they it. They probably don't play Red Rover At least anymore. not on the blacktop like we That's used to. That's true. <laughs> Unless you bubble wrap every child. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, that walked okay, down all right. memory so lane. We're going to talk more about bettertogetherus.org, but first a question. As I was researching for this show, preparing for this show, I noticed in your little bio that you have a potato-shaped dog. I do. My husband and I rescued a dog that resembles a russet potato on little stubs. <laughs> He's quite chubby. We love him. His name is Scotty. And he truly is shaped like a potato. So we call him the fur potato, the potato dog, the potato pig. I mean, you name it. Potato is just typically involved. But he was our only child for quite some time. So he's very spoiled, but he's getting a brother yes. in June, a human brother. So there will be a potato and a person enjoying a, life side by side. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. Except for his name's not going to be Todd. I just, you know, you, no, I read a lot of bios for this show. That is the very first time I heard anybody say, and I have a potato-shaped dog. I'm glad. Because He's exceptional. Leah. She's just that way. The dog is exceptional. He deserves to have a superlative. I imagine. And does he get used to hearing five-syllable words all the time, like from you? Probably. Yes. Yes. He also doesn't know his true name. I don't think I ever call him Scotty. I call him everything else under the sun. So he responds to pretty much anything with a happy inflection. Which is great. He's very adaptable. But yeah. the problem is he always thinks he's going to get cheese. So that's Which is a why. Which is why. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, it's a self-reinforcing loop. But he's on a diet. So he only gets cheese sometimes now. Ah. Well, you could put it. <laughs> okay, we'll go off the dog. <laughs> I think we could go on the dog thing all day long. People love right. dogs. Well, it, most people love dogs. That's true. All right. So why don't you introduce your guest so we can get going with our conversation? I would love to. So I am joined by my friend, and as I often jokingly call him, personal chaplain, uh, Pastor Lance Sellen of Crossroad United Methodist Church on Gate Parkway in Jacksonville. Um, I met Lance about two and a half years ago now, 
in a Starbucks in Tapestry Park and was just quickly obvious that we were kindred spirits and that Crossroad was exactly the kind of church that Better Together loves to work with. And we were really honored that Pastor Lance was the very first ministry partner in Jacksonville to say yes to the partnership. Um, And so he really took a significant bet on us and Crossroad did as well. Um, And since then, Crossroad has done has hosted three different job fairs with Better Together, Mm. is poised to host their fourth and have some of the most engaged job coaches and workforce volunteers we have really anywhere in the country at this one church. So to say that I respect and value Lance would be an understatement. Lance Sellen, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, thanks for having me. This is fantastic. I hope you feel that way at the end of the show. That's what I always tell my people when they say nice things. Like, all right, for this segment, let's just talk about how, how did you become a Jesus follower? Through mom. I had a very loving and supportive single mom who raised myself and my sister to follow Jesus. Um, it wasn't so much in what she said, even though she was very knowledgeable in scripture. It was how she lived her life. Um, being a single mom, uh, a teacher at that in the eighties, um, we grew up poor. And I think that that validated for me even more of her, her walk, her integrity, her character as a follower of Christ. And so it, I just remember being so impressed, even at an early age, understanding our situation and, and seeing how my mom lived as a follower of Christ, it, it meant a lot to me. So when did you just say, hey, I'm ready to go. I want Jesus for me too. So when I was 13, 13. Um, I became more and more personally interested in Jesus, who he was. It, there was something compelling about him. And I, I knew that there was a part of my life that was missing, you know, that male role model that I really needed in life. And when I looked at Christ, yeah, that, that's what I needed. Martha and I are on location. We are right here in Jacksonville, Jim, Jacksonville, Florida. And we're talking with Leah Huey. She's the, uh, what do you, you're the area director, superwoman of bettertogetherus.org, something like that? Well, my official title is director of strategic development. Um, so I oversee workforce ministry in Jacksonville, but recently have um, been given the opportunity also to oversee our workforce ministry across the country. So I'm still based out of Jacksonville, still love Jacksonville, but we'll also be supporting churches across the U.S. as well to do workforce ministry. And I'm so excited. BetterTogetherUS.org. And you brought along with you today, Leah Lance Sellen from Crossroads United Methodist Church here in Jacksonville. Crossroad.church. Crossroad.church is their website. That's important for a little bit later on in the conversation. Lance, I hated to cut you off in the last part when you were sharing how you came to Christ, but sorry, we ran out of time. At what point in time did you realize, hey, the work that I want to do is to be within a church? So (laughs) I... uh, my mom was a, a meaningful influence on my life and she was a teacher. And so I just wanted to serve. Um, that was a big, big part of my life is wanting to, to serve others, make a difference in their life. Mm-hmm. And the way I thought that was going to be, it was through us uh, being a teacher. Um, but then college came along. I was just making my way through classes, working towards being a teacher and then got interrupted, you know, like he does. And, uh, it it really started with this cascade of challenges and crises and affirmations and questions from uh, mentors and friends uh, about 
you know, serving God, uh, you know, shifting my teaching emphasis from, from the classroom in an academic setting to teaching uh, the way of Christ. And so I was like, well, I don't know about that. And, but you know, God's call is compelling. And I, like Moses gave God a list of reasons why he, he shouldn't pick me and why I was going to be the guy who would mess up the job. But then finally I gave in and said, okay, I, I'll prove to you. I'll show you that you've picked the wrong guy. And, um, then got started in ministry, started working with youth and oh, uh, I'm just, we're going to add qualifier on that. You started in church, ministry. started in church ministry, right? right? Right. Yeah. And started in church ministry, started working with students, uh, wanted to, wanted to be a, a positive influence in their life. A lot like the teachers that I had and adults mm-hmm. that I had in my life who were, who were people of faith that influenced me at a pivotal time in my life. But then as God opens doors at different times, um, I migrated uh, through youth ministry and into different ministry areas. And so now I'm serving as a pastor at a local church. Pastor of Pursue and Go Ministries. That's an interesting title. I can honestly say, just like we were talking with Leah about her potato dog, never had seen that in a bio, never seen the pastor's title of Pursue and Go. Yeah, Pursue and Go. So you know, that's part of what our 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 mission is at Crossroad is we connect to God and worship, pursue God in relationships go with God into the world and care for God's people. And so um, the two areas that I oversee is pursue God in relationships. And we do that primarily through connecting people in small groups and community groups. And then we go with God into the world and that's uh, sending people out um, into the world in locally or globally mm-hmm. um, or um, give people opportunities to serve inside the church because part of going into the world uh, also means serving inside the church. So and how does how then does Leah and her ministry at Better Together US connect with what you are doing in your pursue and go portion of the church? Thanks. Yeah. So um, when I came back from a deployment to the Horn of Africa, um, I had this phone call waiting for me to return, uh, and it was Leah. And so I was like, "Hey, you know, this sounds interesting. I'll I meet with." a number of uh, ministry opportunities throughout the year. We always try and look for ways to develop partnerships in the community. It's, it's not about us just being the church that's just going to muscle through and try and make our own way and create our own solutions. Rather, how can we partner with organizations that are out there already that have a foothold or who have expertise in the community so that we can work together to, uh, to, to meet the needs of the community and, in such, uh, use that as a vehicle to uh, share the good news. All right. We're going to come back to that in a second. Leah, let's just go back to bettertogetherus.org. What Lance just said and how you guys are working together. Let's just talk about what are you doing for churches? Tell, tell us about what is what is workforce ministry? She has no idea. I'm kidding. Um, I know so you're we, kidding. That's why <laughs> we, we're here. We, um, so we equip churches in a really creative way to reach out practically into their communities and meet a felt need of chronic unemployment and poverty. So about 70% of churches across the United States have some kind of benevolence ministry. So you can knock, get clothes, food, your power bill paid, but only 2% nationally have an employment ministry. And so there's a big gap between the church's readiness and willingness to provide emergency support, which is essential for emergencies. And then the church's readiness to have something else 
that empowers and dignifies and connects people to God's intention, which is for all of us to work and to fill and subdue. Um, And so we come alongside churches and assist them in the process of building a job fair or hiring event or some other outreach ministry moment where employers come in and community resource partners, nonprofits come in and we have invited attorneys to give free legal advice and, um, you know, nonprofits with workforce development programs to come as well. And really, you name it, marriage ministries, uh, crisis pregnancy centers, knowing that there's no such thing as a, as a monolithic need. You don't walk in just needing a job. You probably also have some other need. And so the church is there to pray with people, to share the gospel, to counsel and coach people who are coming through, to remind them of their dignity, to help them find their skill sets, to connect them to employers, and just to, to help encourage them. Because in many instances, if you've been chronically unemployed, you don't value yourself. Mm-hmm. And you don't see the you that Jesus does. And so the church's responsibility, you know, for millennia has been reminding people of their identity in Christ that is unshakable. I mean, Romans 8 would suggest, you know, that unemployment can't separate you from the love of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. No amount of poverty can separate you from the love of Christ. And so the church's job is just to live that out and show people, we love you no matter what decisions you've made. We love you no matter what barriers you might have to employment. And we love you enough that we're going to love you over and through and around those barriers to actually get you a job. So in Jacksonville, we've been here active about two and a half years and have served over 4,500 people in that time. Mm. And in 2018, um, looking back and crunching some numbers, we realized that 26% of the people who came to job fairs in Jacksonville that were run by churches um, left with an on-the-spot opportunity to start working. And 89% left having either conducted or scheduled an interview. And this is remarkable because the people we invite to job fairs don't always come with seven-page resumes, you know, in a suit and a tie, right? Sometimes they're coming... Um, fresh out of a crisis, you know, have recently been incarcerated um, or have recently fled an abusive relationship and are building up again. And of course, we serve a very diverse audience. And so it's not just people in crisis, but we we will help anyone. Um, And so it's not just the slam dunk, really easy to employ types of situations, because who would Christ ultimately be spending his time with? The the, the people that exactly Mm. the people that most need him. And so that's exactly who the church has an opportunity to invite in and serve. So just to help us a little bit in understanding what your role is then is that um, you at Better Together come alongside the church and help them reach their community in the way that their community needs. Is that correct? Exactly. Yep. So we um, we come with basically a basket of fun. Um, We come with a kit and teach churches to recruit businesses, you know, to find volunteers to do the outreach in the community, to do prayer walks and invitational opportunities in the community to get people to come out, to run the job fair. And so our objective long term is to be very involved in the beginning, but then eventually to turn the keys over to the church mm-hmm. and really give them an opportunity to drive the job fairs um, just for sustainability. And so Crossroad is going to be um, taking a big step in that direction at their next job fair in August. And they're actually going to be taking the keys and driving the car and really um, running the job fair. And we're just going to be there to consult and cheer. So our objective is you know, to get to build churches up to that point, but then give them the keys and a really sustainable ongoing opportunity 
to continue serving with economic empowerment in their community anytime they like. You get excited about this, don't you? I Just a little, you know. Just a she's little. definitely where she's meant to when be. When we come back from the break, we're going to hear from Lance Sellen on how Better Together U.S. is really helping to transform his church by giving them a tool that they didn't have in their tool belt. You can check out Better Together U.S. online at bettertogetheruS.org. BettertogetheruS.org. You could also, when you're out there, go look at who the team is, get, a, get to see a picture of Leah Huey and her potato dog. And then when we come back, like I said, we're going to talk with Lance Sellen. He's the pastor of Pursue and Go at Crossroad Church, which you can check out online, crossroad.church, crossroad.church. You're listening to I Work for Martha. Before we go to the break, really quick, how can people they join the they, if they sign up for the podcast really quick, they need to hashtag what? They do. They need to hashtag Pocket League, Pocket Testament League, and also I Work for Him subscriber. All right. That's right out there on social media, and you can get lined up for a 250 customized gospels. You're listening to I Work for Him talking today about bettertogetheruS.org. This is an organization for your church where you go, the Four Walls Church that you're part of each and every weekend. This is an organization to help your church do a better job at helping the community. In fact, don't take my word for it. We're going to hear from a local pastor here in Jacksonville, Florida, Lance Sellen, and how Leah Huey and her team at Better Together U.S. are helping Crossroad Church make a huge impact. You can find out more about Better Together online at bettertogetheruS.org. And you can find out more about Lance's church, crossroad.church. Lance Sellen, tell us, how is Better Together helping transform your church and helping you do a better job touching the community? So through the job fair specifically, that was our initial step, Better Together provided us with the tools and the framework to actually employ a number of our volunteers. Um, I use that as a pun to employ, get it? Yes. employ volunteers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but to, to mobilize uh, some of our volunteers, some of people in our church who would not otherwise um, have a place to serve. Cause they're like, look, uh, you, know, they, you know, children's ministry just doesn't fit for me or you know, youth ministry or the you know, parking lot team, whatever. But when we offered the job fair, uh, there is this whole contingent of people in our church who are like, I can do that. I can help with that. I can be a resume coach. I can be there and I can help greet people. I can help uh, talk someone, not just through a resume, but I can talk someone through an interview process. And so it helped us mobilize people to serve on a, a level that we hadn't tapped into before. Uh, but not only that, um, what it did was it it helped us leverage a way to serve the community that was more than just a, a form of relief or aid by offering a job fair. It helps us focus on development. Let's just stop there for a second. Job fair. Leah, when Lance is saying you helped them set up a job fair, so we got rides, amusement rides, cotton candy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What's a job fair? What's Lance talking about? There's at least one Ferris wheel only for penguins. Okay. <laughs> at least one. No. Um, so a job fair. If I fair, show up on one of these and there's no penguins on a Ferris wheel, I'm be ticked. I'll get a penguin just for you, Jim. Okay. Just for you. We'll even name him Jim. Um, but a job <laughs> fair is essentially a, we, the words that we use are hopeful intersection. So it's an event that's a hopeful intersection of businesses that are looking to hire people who are looking to be employed and then people who were there to help make the connection. So we have usually somewhere on average of about 25, 30 employers there from a vast 
array of industries from the large employer looking to hire 300 to the guy that owns a local company looking to hire three and really everything in between. Um, And then volunteers from the church who've been trained up to do exactly what Pastor Lance said, you know, to coach and encourage job seekers, greet them, help them fill out surveys you know, connect them with employers, pray with them, whatever they might need that day and help make that successful connection between that person that's been looking for a while for work and that employer that's been waiting for a while for the worker all in one place. So do you help them write resumes then? You help some people do resumes? So we, we do have volunteers on site who are willing to help people with that. And we have an awesome partnership locally in Jacksonville with CareerSource. Okay. And so they bring something called a mobile access unit, which is a set of computers and printers and then also coaches. So if somebody hmm. works on a resume... And we have little forms that they can fill out basically to make one on paper. But if they want to type it, print it, they can go to the career source station, basically in one stop shop, apply for a job, you know, build that resume, whatever the case may be. And a lot of churches also decide in advance of a job fair to host a resume night. And so a volunteer from Crossroad ahead of time, I'm assuming. Ahead of time yeah, usually like three or four days before. Um, and a volunteer from Crossroad, D.A. Longy, was the one that pioneered that in Jacksonville. And he's a recruiter. And so he put put it together and just hosted this event at Crossroad. And 40 people came out mm-hmm. and built a resume that night and then took it home, you know, messed with it, whatever they mm-hmm. wanted to do, tweaked it, perfected it, came back to the job fair and had it in hand, ready to, to walk around to employers, which if you've never made a resume before, it's it can be an intimidating process. So people yeah. were there getting feedback on resumes and also building from scratch. So churches have an option in advance of job fairs to do a number of types of preparatory workshops um, for whatever their congregation feels is the the most felt need in that particular community. And Crossroad has been awesome to help us incubate a number of those types of creative offerings. So how do you then find um, employers that want to take the time to come to a job fair like this and open up, whether it's just accepting resumes or and applications or actually conducting interviews right on the spot? Either one of you. So we, in the beginning, it was a lot of cold calling and door knocking and all of those things that we're all very used to. Um, but now we're very thankful for the fact that we, we've we developed enough relationships in Jacksonville that really the employers come to us. Because they um, want a piece of the they, action. Because they want a piece of the action. Exactly. They see the results. They hear from their friends. This is not just a place you're going to go fill a lead sheet. We conducted you know X number of interviews at that event or we hired Y number of people on the spot. And so the way we often explain it to a business is, yeah, you can go through a six-step process where you're calling them and they're calling you and you're missing each other and sending emails back and forth and then have an interview and then fingerprinting. Or you can come to our event and we will help you condense your hiring process and lower your transaction cost so that you can get as much out of that three hours as, as humanly possible. And so there are companies that will hire managers on the spot wow. that have figured out how to streamline that process. And we consult them along the way to teach them to do that. And so for them, honestly, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. It's a very low you know, barrier to entry, very low cost, and then very, very high return on investment. And then the culture is just different. So we had employers at Crossroad at the last job fair who walked up to me and said, this place just, it just feels <laughs> different. Like what what is it about this? It just, it, there's something palpably different here. And so we had an opportunity to introduce them to Lance and say, well, I don't know. Why don't you ask Lance, you know, why this is different? But it's a positive atmosphere. It's an uplifting atmosphere. It's a place where everybody's celebrating and having fun. 
And so by the time the three hours are over, the employers look at their watches like, really, that's it? Um, so it's just it's a real pleasure to see them plug in um, and, and really take really take ownership and a piece of that culture. I want to get back to Lance really quick, but here's a question. So as part of the job fair, do you also do interview training? I mean, because some people just like they didn't have resumes ready. They also don't have any clue on how to actually be interviewed. So we have job coaches that will assist them with that. So help them design the the answers to the frequently asked questions. But I think Lance had something he wanted to offer. Well, yeah, to. During one of our iterations leading up to, uh, I think, our second um, job fair, we did uh, working with Better Together, there was a recommendation. Why don't we do a three-week, four-week series that helped that? And so we recruited coaches from within the congregation who helped with those things. And each night, Leading up to the job fair, a different week had a different topic that helped with that, and uh, it was it was successful and and very helpful. See, the great thing about this partnership is that uh, what Leah just explained is um, the the details that Better Together uh, worked on. They nailed down, and they worked on that side of the house, and then on our side of the house, um, we were able to you know talk to those uh, church members who. There, for the longest time, they may have been in you know, the corporate world, the business world, uh, professional world, and have always just been told, well, hey, really don't have a place for you to serve, but you know, why don't you keep giving your check, right? But now we can go to them and say, hey, you know, Dave, I know that you are the executive VP of XYZ organization. We could really use your help with uh, as a job coach or mm-hmm. as a greeter or as a resume. And you should see their faces light up when they're like, Hey, I, c- I can actually do something with this. Right. I'm not just, you know, um, a, a suit and a tie guy and, but have nothing to do for the kingdom of God. Um, it's amazing to see not only them say yes, but then they become our advocates. They become the, I don't even have to go out and recruit. I just have to get a grasp on how many people Dave is now going out and saying, Hey, I've, I've asked three other people to help me be coach. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. I'm trying to catch up with you. But, um, and so that's where the partnership works because I think that if, if it's just one organization trying to do it all by themselves, you're missing pieces, but truly we're better together. And so there you go. What a great name. So, and that's exactly what we want our listeners to hear. And we pray that more churches get that vision because what you just said is powerful. So you're saying, so me in my occupation, whether it's business or education or Mm -hmm. administration or medical, whatever it might be, that God can actually use that in some way. And I can use that to feed into someone else that can learn from me. And that can be my role within the church. Exactly. You know, so whether it's Jeff or Joanne who works in HR during the week and you may come home and they feel like, gosh, you know, now the church has asked me to do just another thing, whether it's, you know, volunteering with mm-hmm. the, the, the card ministry or something, you know, it's valuable ministries, but they're just wiped out and they have a skill set that they don't really feel like, translates into, you know, God's work in the world. And then you're like, no, we need, we need you, Joanne. We need you, Jeff. Your HR skills translate specifically to what we're trying to do here. And um, by being available, the interactions that these, um, that, that these professionals have with job seekers, mm-hmm. 
you can see the anxiety just melt off of those who are seeking employment. Mm-hmm. And when somebody's actually showing them interest, they're not just trying to corral them and send them through the, the pipeline, but they're actually sitting there answering questions, coaching them, encouraging them. It, it's, it's really powerful. We're talking about bettertogetherus.org. This show brought to you by bettertogetherus.org. And our great friend, Leah Huey, she's brought... Pastor Lance Sellen in in the audience today, in the show today. He's part of the audience, but he's also part of the show from (laughs) Crossroad Church here in Jacksonville, crossroad.church. Martha. Well, yeah, I just was thinking about like, you know, for instance, all the years that I I had experience of interviewing people for me to hire, if I could think of the things that I wished those interviewees could have done better Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. get that opportunity to go, you know, here's something that would really set you apart in an interview. If you went in knowing this about yourself, let's Mm -hmm. help you figure that out. Because, you know, when you're interviewing somebody, you can't be coaching them. Well, you know, if you would have said it this way, I would have, you know, but you can take that experience. And mm-hmm. how exciting is that then to see somebody maybe succeed yep. by having a success, an interview that could lead to employment and um, you, you become a cheerleader, I would imagine. And Absolutely. those same people probably come back each time and want to help again. Exactly. It's um, the, the volunteer team recruits itself now. Um, and so it's so easy for me to say, yes, we'll do a job fair. Sure. Because we, and how many ministries in the church does that happen in? Right. Not Almost very many. None of them. Talking about a really incredible ministry that can come alongside your church to make an impact in your community. The name of the ministry, bettertogetherus.org. It's all about jobs. It's it's called a workplace ministry. So it's it's really taking those people in your church that already have a lot of marketplace workplace experience and putting them to action in order to serve the local community. Leah Huey, she's local here in Jacksonville, but is national in fame, bettertogetherus.org. Leah, this ministry is in, you've got direct connections in how many cities across the country bringing better together to local churches? Oh, goodness. Um, I'm not sure that I could count right now off the top of my head, Um, but we're active in Naples, Fort Myers, so Southwest Florida, in Northeast Florida, Um, Lord willing, and the creeks don't rise, as they say in my native Pennsylvania, we'll be connecting the dots and in several more locations in Florida this year. We're in Phoenix, Arizona, California, Tucson, Arizona, um, soon to be, Lord willing, and the creeks don't rise again, um, expanding to New England um, and probably a couple of other. Oh, in Washington, D.C. We have a site in Washington, D.C. So if somebody is listening in one of those cities you didn't mention. Yeah. But they are like. Wait a minute, what Lance and Leah are talking about today, that's mm-hmm. something our church could do. Yeah. We're in a community that where people need jobs. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand right now the economy is such that unemployment is very low, but there's still people needing jobs yeah. and they still need to get connected to good jobs. How do they start one of these in their city? Can you help them do that? So potentially, um, if a church has the, the right interest and the right volunteers and is not in a location where we have an active presence, we'd love to at least have a conversation with them and see if we can resource them now or if they're more of a, hey, we'd love to resource you maybe in 2020. Um, But either way, we want to have that conversation Mm -hmm. because we have a kit that's been developed that we have a a training process and then a kit of materials with templates and how-tos and phone scripts and email guides and the whole nine yards to really do the entire thing I mean, if if we were even to totally step out, which we're not going to do, but even if we were going to do that, the church would have every material they would possibly need to do it alone. 
Um, so churches can actually go to our website, bettertogetherus.org, and click on our Better Work program and scroll through and click through. And there are a couple of different pages they can link to from the bottom, but one of them is specifically a homepage for our church partnership program. So churches who are interested, whether they're in one of those cities or outside of those cities, can look at the church partnership program page and actually request a packet of information in the mail about how our sort of remote support program works. So you send um, something in the mail, not... We do. Okay. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> it is not weird. Oh, you could send yeah, PDFs, so, though. So, but can they get a hold of other... Too. Can they get a hold of other people involved in churches in other cities and get testimonials? Can they have phone conversations about this? So we have made those connections. Um, if we've had... So originally, we actually had one of our church partners in Phoenix, Arizona call a church partner in Jacksonville who was a little bit hesitant and they were serving a similar demographic. And so they had a phone conversation and the Jacksonville pastor or I'm sorry, the Phoenix pastor talked the Jacksonville pastor into doing a job fair. And so we do make those connections frequently um, for pastors, whether they're in the same city or in other cities to connect and just hear from each other um, about how those, those ministries are working out. Um, But check out that partnership page, request information We also, if you check out our event site, have a number of in-person trainings for churches posted um, in locations across the U.S. So there are some lunch and learn type of opportunities. There are in-person day-long trainings um, in some of the locations we mentioned. And if you can get to one of those locations, then we can we can resource you. Um, And if you're outside those locations, please request information anyway. Fly to Florida in the middle of winter. That's true. What a hardship! Because we'd love to find out. No matter where you are, um, if there's a way that we can work together. Excellent. So, Lance, let's talk about the church, because one of the things that I think our listeners might be curious of is that this is a this is an opportunity for the church to serve the community. Mm -hmm. Exactly. How does that relationship then um, continue? I mean, what are you seeing as far as um, people that maybe this is the only time they would ever enter a church building? Oh, exactly. Um, The thing is, is that. Having been at Crossroad for about eight years now, uh, and largely in this role, we've tried everything. Uh, we've tried the door-to-door visits where we bring gifts to our neighbors and we invite them to come to Crossroad. We do the mail outs and, hey, this is who we are as a church. And to be honest, you know, we've just seen little results with, with uh, the culture and, and climate that we live in. But when we offer the job fair, it... it 300 visitors come to our campus for one day. And the great thing is, is we're not trying to, to push anything on them other than a job. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, it's one of those things where we're, we get to say, we care, God cares, we're here for you. And the, the funny thing is the secret to this really, here, here's the secret for everybody. Okay, um, it's, it's really not that hard. I mean, I, huh. I have to say that, I mean, it's challenging. It's, but it's one of those things I'm saying, don't, don't imagine that this is one of those insurmountable mountains that you, sh- you just shouldn't try. This is one of those things where it's like, just test drive it. You don't have to have a massive sanctuary. That was one of the, the, the parts that really convinced me when Leah and I first talked is I was like, well, how big of a church do we need to have? How much space do we need to have? And Leah was showing me um, churches that had hosted fairs, that they had just a little tiny fellowship center mm-hmm. and they just moved the chairs to the side and they, they made it happen. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it's, it's something that 
if you're thinking about it, you, your church can do it. I just talked to me about impact. I want to know about impact. So in, you guys have done two job fairs? Three. You've done three already. All right. So the, of those three job fairs, first of all, how many people found jobs when they came? I mean, do you have any idea of percentages? Um, well, we know yeah. um, we know roughly somewhere around 50% of job seekers eventually within about six weeks after a job fair become employed. Um, but Crossroad has had was one of the first churches that helped us experiment with something we call the Opportunity Bell, which is an opportunity for job seekers to come up and actually ring mm-hmm. a bell and be celebrated if they get an on-the-spot offer. Um, and Crossroad has had as many as around 50 on-the-spot offers at a single event. Um, in so three hours, in 50 three people hours. got jobs. Yep. Yep. Wow. So so they've they've seen a lot of success in the hires at the job fairs themselves, but then also residually people being successful after the fact. And one of the things that I think is really cool about Crossroads specifically, we've talked about them already. We've given them two shout outs, but one of the volunteers who volunteers a lot, Dave, um, will connect very personally and very deeply with a couple of job seekers at every job fair. And he's even come to job fairs that haven't been hosted by Crossroad. He's that bought in. But he'll give a cell phone number out and say, this is the row I sit in on Sunday morning. You know, come sit with me. And so mm. he has brought entire families to Crossroad just by investing personally in those people, inviting them, saying, I'll meet you at the door, like whatever you need, we'll get lunch. Um, and then the other person that's really gone above and beyond is D.A. Longy, I mentioned, who's a recruiter. And so it's really cool because... He connects with and meets tons of people at these job fairs, 30, 40 people and gets their resumes. And he does his job, of course, and connects them to, to positions within his company. But then on the side, in the evenings, on the weekends, you know, on his, just his personal time, will take those resumes and try to connect those people to other workforce opportunities. And so I'll get an email from him sometimes three months after a job fair and forget that he even had this interaction. And he'll say, I remember Sally? Oh, yeah, I got her a job at X last week. And it, it wasn't one of his commissioned placements. It's wow. just something that he's really excited to do. And so the Crossroad volunteers don't just say, oh, we're going to go and give it our, our all for three hours. Mm-hmm. But they're bought in to that long-term relationship play. And one of the relationships Dave started, it was two and a half years ago now, and he's still in touch with that job seeker. You know, I can see a huge parallel between churches that do vacation Bible school and churches that do job fair, because we invite the children into the church from the community Mm -hmm. to get them that exposure within Mm -hmm. the four walls. And really, this is like an adult version of that, because you're saying, we have something for you. We want Mm -hmm. to help you get a job and get employment, no strings attached, but we love you and yep. you might come back again and Absolutely. learn about the love of Jesus. Exactly. Are you working the crowd, Lance, while, while people are there? Are you getting a chance <laughs> to meet the people? Crowd. I mean, really, crowd you get an opportunity for hundreds of people to come visit your church. Do you get a chance to just introduce them to the church while they're in there looking for a job? I do. Um, again, try not to make it pushy or schmarmy, but you know, there's... Not schmarmy. Schmarmy, <laughs> uh, not schmarmy. Schmarmy. But uh, um, usually we'll open up like, the the those uh, who are there to 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 look for a job we'll gather them all together right before we open the doors and i'll just say hey look um not trying to to force anything on you but i just invite you into a, a prayer time of silence um because you know we think that 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 makes a difference and so we'll open the morning in prayer and then we'll send them in and then We'll just give high fives as people are walking out or as they're sitting at a table, they're waiting to go in to talk to employers. We'll just walk over and say, hi, how you doing? Mm -hmm. And uh, 
But I also, I don't just, you know, talk with job seekers. I'm also floating around and checking in with the employers. This is phenomenal. You got to check it all out. Lance Sellen, the pastor of Pursue and Go Ministries at Crossroads Church, Crossroad Church, Crossroad.Church. Thanks for being on I Work for Him today. Thank you. Leah Huey, thank you for bringing Better Together U.S. back to I Work for Him. I hope that we get somebody calling saying, hey, I want to do this in my city. That would be fun. That but would thank be fantastic. You. Thank you. It's been wonderful chatting with you today. You've been listening to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for Him. him.